Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. say meter a meter reads right so I put out the the preacher meter today and I know that this is the message for tonight because when you start dealing with topics like relationships you start seeing relationships under attack and the church said oh me so I know this message probably more than any message I've ever taught I know this message is right on time uh, because it is evident that the enemy does not like the fact that we are Pulling away some stuff and going, I need to focus on my relationships. I need to focus on are they healthy or are they toxic? Are they, are they bringing me up, pushing me up, or, or, or pulling me down? So I want you to dig in tonight. So the series that we're in is dealing with difficult people. And we all know, if we're honest, we all know somebody in our lives that's difficult. By show of hands, I'm not alone. We know someone or have someone in our life that even on their best day, on their best day, they have the ability to drop right into drama. Amen? And they can become difficult. It could be your coworker, it could be your neighbor, it could be your family member, it could be your church family member. Oh, I'm gonna be real tonight. Y'all can y'all can y'all can play around with the icing. I'm going straight for the cake. So the problem is anytime you insert a difficult person into a relationship. It won't be long before that relationship goes south. Anybody ever had a relationship where everything just kind of went, yes. Anybody facing a relationship right now, you're just trying to hold on? (laughs) You're like, I ain't trying to hold on to them. They need to go. (laughs) And that's what we're going to pick up tonight in part two of this series. And and I've told you, and I I really told you guys a couple weeks ago, this is a series you don't want to miss on Wednesday nights. This series is going to be probably the next four to five weeks, and we're really going to dive in. And after we cover everything, then we'll move on to the next one. But I believe relationships is the area that we all take a hit in. It's the, it's the, it's the area that the enemy tries to dupe all of us. And so I want to make sure that we put a focus in um, and not move forward until we, because sometimes you can't move forward with the people that, that are connected to you. You can't move into what God wants you to do. He won't allow because they, 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 he would love for them to, but they're not willing to put in the sacrifice, the work, and the effort to actually get to the place. They want to come in on your, your, your coattail. That's dangerous. That's called a dangerous substitute. How many were here last? last? Yeah, see, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't just done, oh, dangerous substitute. No, putting the wrong person in a relationship is very dangerous, and that's a substitute, and we'll talk about that tonight. So I wanted to title tonight's Simple Talk, Navigating difficult relationships navigating difficult relationships when you when I think navigate uh, most of you who know me know that my favorite vacation pastime is cruising so immediately when I start thinking navigate I went straight to the Titanic y'all remember that movie that's like my favorite movie of all time I never wonder I I never understood why they didn't come out with a part two like it just ended anyway I did see that YouTube hoax, something about Jack's return or something like that. I was like, oh, he came back. Jack, come back, come back. But, but navigating, I thought, in relationships, it's the same way. Because we, we feel like we're unsinkable, especially when we're Christians. Like, we got this thing. We, we're going we're gonna to do this thing. They called the Titanic the unsinkable ship. But how many knows, anytime you come into contact with something 
the wrong way, you rub it the wrong way, it's going to cause you to sink. Same way with our lives. If we are the Titanic and we feel like we're unstoppable, we're unsinkable, if you come into contact with something that is very sharp, most people who are full of drama and who have all kinds of issues and difficult, they're real sharp. They're real edgy is what I like to say. They're going to sink your ship. And that's why it's important that you get them people off, off of you. Amen? All right, so I want to read you this. This, is the, this was the, um, the kind of uh, nuclear... Rewind. This is kind of the nucleus verse for this series. It's in, found in Matthew chapter 7. Go there with me. Matthew chapter 7. If you didn't bring your Bible, it will be on the screen for your pleasure. Matthew chapter... 7 verse 16 says this. By their fruit. Everybody say by their fruit. Now, now this is talking about uh, 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 false prophets, but it is a, but, so I don't want to feel like I'm taking it out of context, but by the same measure, you can identify people. Okay? It says this. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes? Of course not. Or figs from thistles? Mm-mm. Likewise, every good tree, everybody say good tree, bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit, and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit, stop. Or my translation, every relationship that does not bear good fruit, pick it back up, is cut off and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So I want you to do, just not just tonight, but through the rest of this week, do a survey and, and, and check out the relationships, people that you work with, people that you've allowed to stay connected to your life. Are they, are they, are they producing good fruit or bad fruit? You ever had a bad piece of fruit? It's like nasty. You don't even want to swallow. It's like <coughs> gone, right? That's what you should do with some people in your life. <coughs> gone. Yeah, yeah. But so last week, Amy and I shared with you the dangers or the dangerous substitutes. And how we will substitute God's best for our life with anything that brings immediate. Everybody say immediate. We will substitute what God wants for our life with immediate gratification or immediate satisfaction. It could be, we we just named a few drugs, alcohol, an unbalanced desire for more. There's nothing wrong with having more. It's when it gets off balance. And it could be things like more money, a bigger house, a new car, a new spouse. Anybody in the house ever thought, man, if I could just have a new spouse, I'd be, okay, don't answer that. But listen, because we were created with this, uh, we said it last week, we have this hole, when we were created, we were created with this hole in our soul that can only be filled and satisfied with Jesus. Therefore, we try to dump all these kinds of substitutes in, and that's the danger of a relationship because we have the desire, we were created with the desire to be in a relationship with others. But if we're not careful, we'll substitute or replace a healthy relationship with a toxic relationship. Everybody say navigating difficult relationships if you're here tonight and 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 you're at a broken place in your life something didn't do that to you but someone did again we're talking about relationships if you're if you're angry tonight something didn't do that to you some someone did it's never a thing it's always a someone you could be angry you could be broken hearted well i'm lonely you know that song broken hearted Okay, y'all church people, y'all don't know that stuff. 
I didn't go to the club. I don't know why that just, I'm like, a, there's a radio going on in my head. You say a word, and it's just, anyway. Something didn't do that to you, but someone did. If you're bitter, it's because someone hurt you. If you're angry, it's because someone hurt you. If you're just, if you're just got fits of rage, it's because someone hurt you. But what I found as as Christians, we're not always skilled and at managing relationships. Let's just be honest. As Christians, we're not skilled at managing. I believe that we should manage our relationships. Our relationships should not manage us. I should be in control of my life. My life and all of its craziness should not control me. If it's beginning to do that, then I need to reevaluate and adjust what those areas are. Amen? And, and, and we allow people to manipulate us and to take advantage of us simply because we're a Christian. You cannot allow someone just because you're a Christian to push back on you because, well, I thought you, you ever had anybody say that? I thought you were supposed to love. I thought you were a Christian. I'm sure that's what was going through this, my friend's mind as I began to push back a little bit. He didn't like that. But you're, I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, but you're not going to push me around. And, 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 and I think we should all be that way. Amen? You can't allow people to take advantage of you i thought you were a christian you're supposed to love people oh the bible commands me to love you but it just says there's no demand on my life to trust you trust is earned trust is earned oh i do love you and i care about your soul but i don't trust you big difference big difference you don't get my trust just because I'm a Christian. Listen, as a Christian, that does not mean we're an open doormat for people just to walk in and out of our lives and, and dust off their junk, you know, their dirt on our lives. That, you can no longer be a, a doormat for stupidity. That makes you a stupid person. So we need to learn to categorize our relationships. I want you to write that down. It's very important that you categorize your relationships why because it's important to our emotional health everybody say emotional it's important to our emotional health i saw this on instagram this this weekend it said avoiding certain people to protect your emotional health isn't weakness but wisdom so don't think just because you're avoiding someone that 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 you're weak because you're not willing to step forward when 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 god gives you when when you if you got the Holy Spirit inside of you, and as long as your flesh is, is, is subjected to him, you won't have to worry about if, when it's time to step forward. But you've got to make sure your flesh is subjected to the Father. Amen? So there's too many people that are walking around stuck today over something that somebody else did to them 10 years ago. Remember what I said that a lot of times when relationships go south and things go bad and we get hurt, we put it off on the other person and say, well, they just must be a bad person. That's not always the case. Sometimes we put a weight or an expectation. Remember, misplaced expectation will always leave, is, is always a, a, a disaster or a train wreck. Misplaced expectation. So it wasn't necessarily that they were a bad person. It's, it, it's that, that maybe I put a weight or a pressure or an expectation that they were never meant to carry and sustain. And that's why we're going to talk about where do people fit in our lives? Where, where do we, what category do they fit in? Listen, you can't control people. So if you're still holding on to something that happened 10 years ago, say this with me. Let it go. Let it go. You can't control other people, but you can control how you respond to that. You can also begin. Everybody say begin. I can begin controlling who has access to me. 
Just because you have my digits doesn't mean, and I'm learning this, just because you have my digits doesn't mean I have to pick up every single time. I'm getting past the point of, are they going to be offended? Do they think I'm avoiding? I could be busy. It, stop wearing your feelings on your shoulders, allowing the enemy to talk junk in your ear. Pastor B may be busy. You may be busy. Just because this, 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 when this begins to run me, it's time for me to sit that down and run. When people begin to run me, it's time for me to sit them down and run. I didn't mean just, 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 you know, just sit them down gently. Been great knowing you, but where I'm headed, you can't go. Now, if you want to get things right and you're willing to make the sacrifice, come on the journey with me. We're about this thing. Because we're never going to be a church that we feel like we're above everybody else. Enough churches like that. We're not going to be one of them. You're not looking at a, 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 a leader that, that believes he's got it all together. Because y'all know he don't. Relationships is an area that the enemy dupes us in. Listen, we may not intentionally sabotage our lives. But we will for sure unintentionally allow someone else to sabotage it for us. Just by simply giving them access to our lives. So tonight, I want to give you three types of people in this world. I think I've actually talked about this before. I saw this many, many years ago uh, from Bishop T.D. Jakes and then James Blackader um, put it back in my face several months ago. Uh, When I say put it back in my face, in other words, it was a reminder. He didn't know that I had already seen it, but the Holy Spirit knew I needed a reminder because I need to check some people in my life. So there's three types of people, and I want to give you these three types, and then we're going to move on. But this is how you're going to categorize who belongs in your life. Now, if you've already heard this, you soak it up like it's the very first time because apparently you're sitting here tonight because you're still struggling with it. How's that cake taste? Just push that icing to the side. Sometimes the icing will kill you. Everybody say constituents. Constituents are not into you. They are into what you're into. They like what you're into. They like what you bring to the table. Think about your job and where you work. They're into what you bring to the table. They they like what what you bring. If you don't believe that, stop doing what you're doing. They won't like you anymore. It's not about you. They're into what you're into. When you go to work, you need to understand this. You're there for a cause. Everybody say paycheck. Pay me. That's what you're there for. You're not there looking for emotional support. You're not there looking for uh, uh, help getting through the drama, baby mama drama and baby daddy drama and, and family drama and, and, and divorce court and all. Listen, that's something that I wish somebody would have shared with me a long, long time ago when I was in my 20s. I worked in a place called Intercall, and it was the cesspool of sin. Any sin that was ever devised by the enemy landed in Intercall and loved just to stir everybody in the pot. And I was there, and I went through a very rough time in my life, and I felt like everybody was there for, like, they, just because they say they love you does not necessarily mean they love you. Just because they say they love you does not necessarily mean they got your best interest. They love something about you, but it may not be your heart. But we got too many people willing to put their heart on the table and go, this belongs to me, but I'm going to give it to you. And then we got faulty relationships because we put an expectation that that relationship was never designed to sustain. The relationships of the people that you have at work, they're seasonal. Everybody say seasonal. And most of the time, they only last as long as the cause. Think about it. Ever had a job that you don't work at anymore? Do you still stay in contact with those people? Like there are some, 
But for the most part, all the people that were your buddies at the break table, y'all know. All them buddies. How many of y'all still stay in contact with? That's because they were there for the cause. They were there for the cause. You don't go to work looking for emotional support or long-term friendships. When we go in expecting that, we end up getting hurt, not because necessarily they were a bad person, but because we put a weight or an expectation on what we felt like they should be doing for us. Hot news flash. Can I get up in your business for a minute? Stop telling your coworkers all your business. <laughs> Which leads me to my next point. Don't ever share a problem with someone who doesn't have the ability to solve it. This is my version. If you're stuck somewhere, if you're stuck in an area, something's bothering you, you can't. If you're stuck, share up. That means share it with somebody who can actually help you. Don't share down because they're going to pull you down and don't share it across the table because they can't help you. Always share up. Second person. Everybody say constituents. Second, second, second um, is comrades. Everybody say comrades. Now, they are, comrades are opposite of constituents. They're not into you either, but they're into what you're against. Example, you got countries who don't like each other, but they will actually form an alliance because there's an enemy that they don't like more. Okay? Comrades. Listen, your coworker may not like you, but they don't like your boss even more. So guess what they'll do? They'll become your best friend and your buddy so they can talk about your boss together. Come on, somebody. But then when they think that they, then they get jealous of because you actually have some Jesus on you, they get jealous of what they're watching. And what, for too long, they will actually push your Titanic up against the iceberg and try to sink your ship. They'll, what's that look like? That means they're going to walk into your boss's office and say, did you know what, B said, what Bradley said about you? Even though they were probably saying more and worse, they're not into you, but they're into what you're against. Be careful who you hook up with. Comrades, they're also, they're not permanent relationships. They're temporary. Everybody say temporary. But here's where, this is what, but this is the one that everybody needs. So you got constituents, comrades. This is the one that every, every one of us have the desire for, and it's called a confidant. A confidant, the definition is a person with whom one shares a secret or a private matter, trusting them not to repeat it to others. That's what we're all looking for. But yet we get, this is where we get mixed up because we start looking at, we start sharing private information about our lives and our family with our constituents. Or then we really mess up and we start sharing it with the people who really don't like us, they just like what we're against. And then we start sharing open stuff with them. And then you got that band on the Titanic playing. <laughs> and they helped you get there. But who gave them access? Who even allowed them to get close enough to your ship to actually push you into the iceberg? I can't control what they do, but I can control if they have access to me. And so can you. So can you. James 5.16 says this. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Listen, this is what we must understand. There is something that ties your heart and your mouth together. Jesus said, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's Matthew 12, 34, if you want to write that down. Listen, God's not looking for you to grab a mic and try to find a stage so that you can get up and confess all your weaknesses and your faults to the church. 
okay? He's not looking for you to get wireless uh, DSL uh, hookups so you can get on the internet and blast your, your faults, your failures, and all your shortcomings to all the people that follow you on your social media accounts. That's not what he's talking about. God's not looking for you to, 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 just, to just share everything with everybody. But it's important that we each find a confidant. Everybody needs somebody in their life that they can talk to, allowing their heart, listen, allowing their heart to ventilate, to ventilate and to get the toxins out, to get the poison out. Listen, not being able, it's important that we find somebody, but it's also more important that we find the right somebody. I think too many of us in this room are probably sharing the wrong information with the wrong people. Well, what makes it wrong information? Because you're sharing it with the wrong person. Not being able to get the poison out, we will then begin to internalize it, and oftentimes that will lead people to a state of depression. Now, I know I, I, I'm not medically able to, to, to confirm this, but a majority of the people who find themselves in a state of depression is because they never got the chance to talk. Think about it. There are doctors and counselors that get paid like $100 to $150, $200 an hour for you to lay on their couch and just simply talk. That's how important it is to be able to ventilate what's going on in your heart. When you can't, when you can't get this out, that's when the enemy begins to put stuff in your head. Everybody say ventilate. Listen, the mouth is where the heart is allowed to release its pressure. Are you still here with me tonight? I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm coming down, I promise. We all need a confidant in our life. What, what, what's, the, what's the important? What do they do? They're able to handle the poison coming out without being poisoned themselves. That's a confidant. Although what I'm poisoned with may hit their ears, it will never hit their lips. That's a confidant. They're taking in all of my weaknesses, but I'll never have to worry, are they actually repeating and regurgitating my failures? That's a confidant. We've had too many, too many relationships where I'm sharing just because I feel like I need to confess. They don't have your best interest. Look for a confidant. But you got to quali- they have to be qualified. Not everybody, you just, oh, you, you're going to be my confidant. Come on, let's ride. Ride or die. Yep, ride or die, partner. No, they have to be qualified. Qualified. When, before you get married, most of the time, we're trying to qualify if they are going to actually meet our expectations. Are they the one? Am I the one for them? I have two. I have two. Amy and Mike Colley. That's it. That's it. How many do you have? Don't answer. But how many confidants do you have? Who can you share your most intimate secrets with other than Jesus that will allow your heart to ventilate and to help get the toxins and the poisons out? Listen, you can't confess your weaknesses to just anybody. A confidant is is there because they're into you, not just what you bring to the table. The thing about Mike Colley, Amy and I were going through some of the darkest days of our marriage. We were on our way, supposed to be loading up to go to the one marriage conference and meet a little church called Forward. We were at another church in in Alabama, Georgia, and we were supposed to meet this little church from Chiefham, Florida, up there, and we were in the darkest days of our marriage, and we weren't going to no marriage conference. We done bought the tickets. Car was gassed up. And Mike Colley showed up at our house. Mike and Mel, they'll be here this weekend. Mike and Mel showed up at our house and said, we're not leaving till you get in the car. And we're heading north to Gainesville. 
And we just ventilated all of it. Ugly, toxins, poisons. You got to find somebody who's going to stick with you, ride or die. You in the ditch, they're going to get down there with you, help dust you off, put you back up, and let's keep moving forward. You need a confidant in your life. That's why the One Marriage Conference, it really, truly, other than Jesus Christ, it was a facilitator of saving our marriage. We actually showed up. No, nobody that attended that year probably even had a clue other than my parents that we were, we were going through it. You need a confidant in your life. Amen? And, 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 and that relationship, it takes tenure. It takes time. You can't just show up and go, oh, you must be my confidant. It has to be qualified. It has to be watched. What are you looking for? Looking for fruit. Looking for fruit. Start assessing them, not based on their personality traits, but on their character traits. They could be a great person on the outside, love to hang around you, love to have you around, but how's your character? How is your character? I want to give you the principle, a principle that I learned a long time ago from Dr. Miles Monroe. And then I'm going to give you two things, and then we're going to go home. Here's the principle. Everybody say nature and behavior. Once you know the nature of a thing, its behavior will never surprise you. Once you understand the nature of a thing, its behavior will never surprise you. That's why I never expect a cat to bark. I know its nature. I know how a cat works. Cats are finicky. Sometimes you can pet that cat and sometimes you can't. Just kidding. <laughs> but it's true. A dog, on the other I know its nature. I, I come in the door at Dexter. <laughs> kind of like a man. Okay. I just had to, I'm trying to save myself. A man, a man has two switches, right? No big deal. On or off, right? Turn them on, they're great. All the married people said, amen. Turn them off. <laughs> Come quickly, Lord Jesus. <laughs> the nature of a woman, it's like they got more than just two switches. It's like, it's like all the switches on a 747 jumbo jet. And they're all multilingual, and you got to be able to, to translate. And all the men said, Amen. So, what is the nature of the relationship? What is the nature of the relationship? Think about your, 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 your comrades and, and your confidants. And think, and your, think about the nature of the relationship. Until you determine the, 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 the nature, you'll never know how it's supposed to behave. Okay? We expect one thing, but they behave another. All the ladies said, that's my husband. <laughs> we expect one thing. But did you communicate that you wanted the dishwasher unloaded before you got home? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Communicate your expectations. You'll be, I'll be less likely to let you down. And all the men said, amen. Okay, I'm really meddling now. Let me give you this. Josh, put this picture up. This is Leslie and John. Everybody say, hi, Leslie. Hi, John. Now, if they were to have, I don't know if that's their name, it's probably not, but if they were to have met at a, uh, at a party or a function and John thought Leslie was, you know, cross between Harry Potter and Where's Waldo, I don't know. Anyway, he thought she was cool, thought she was fine. So they exchanged numbers before he even got home because he thought, hey, you know, maybe I'd take you out, do a Starbucks, whatever. Before he ever got home, what happened with the relationship if she, act, can I just be real tonight? 
Can I be right, real, real? I'm like, I'm coming real. Like, I'm coming right for you. Okay. What if she sent a nude picture to John? I'm talking about unbalanced relationships. Our students would call that sexting. Now, she has placed a weight on their newly formed relationship that that relationship was not designed to support. I'm just going straight for the bottom of the cake, by the way. Now, what if John did something with that picture? Now, she's hurt and devastated. That means he forwarded it to all his buddies. But let me back this thing up. Leslie should have never put that picture in his hands. Why? Because he wasn't qualified to have it. How many times have you put, I'm not talking about nudity. Because let me just say this. Nudity is of God. I happen to like it. Nudity wasn't, wasn't, uh, 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 came about by Hugh Hefner. No, Jesus did that. Put Adam to sleep, pulled out a rib. I was thinking about this today. I don't even know if a pastor's ever said this, but this is what came to me today. You know why sometimes women are actually probably stronger and can handle more things? Because they're actually formed from a, from a bone instead of the dust. That's why they're a little stronger. I, I've never heard that before, but that came to me today. Because they say that ladies are, are tougher. Anyway, so God puts him to sleep, pulls out a rib, makes a woman, wakes him up, and, he's, and she's there naked. He created it. And what'd he say? Ha- Whoa, man. <laughs> have, have fun. That's, that's you. He's like, God, I don't, know, I don't know, but I'm digging this. I like it. So nudity is not bad, but nudity has a context. It's called covenant. And I have two. One with God and one with my wife. And I will, do, I, I will stop at nothing to protect both covenants. Where was I? I got confused. We started talking about nudity. What if she put that in his hands? He was not qualified. She put a weight and a pressure on that relationship that it was never designed. How many times do we put intimate things or, or, or things that are close to our heart in the hands of someone else and then they did something wrong with it? They broke our heart and something crazy happened? Again, it wasn't what happened. It's who, happened, who, who did it. Why they have access? So instead of us trying to point the finger at everybody else, we should be saying it was really my responsibility to protect. You know why people won't protect? Because they find no value in themselves. They devalue themselves. Therefore, they don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't value what God has placed on the inside of them. Let me tell you something. God has placed something on the inside of you. You need to protect it at all costs. Y'all missed a good time to clap right there because that's true. You need to protect what God has put inside of you. If you've got a covenant with, somebody, with, another person, with another person, make sure that you're protecting that at all costs. The enemy will always try to come in, sneaky little snake, trying to cause division. Relationships. Relationships. In closing. Everybody say boundaries. That's what we were talking about. That's what we've talked about tonight. We've got to put up boundaries to protect our... First, to protect us. To protect our relationships with those that matter most. Amen? So, so anybody know what this is? Skin. This is Skin. The skin is designed to keep things in. It's called a boundary. If I was to wound this skin and it opened up, the people at Shans taking all my money, <laughs> if Jesus would have just made that kidney stone dissolve, <laughs> I wouldn't have to pay all that stuff. Anyway, if, 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 if I had a wound and it was open, those people 
in Gainesville would do everything they could to seal that wound up. Why? Because we have something inside of us called blood. And if you're not careful and you don't get that wound, you'll bleed to death. See, the Bible says that, that the life of a thing is its blood. You know how the Red Cross used to do the give, give, uh, give blood, give life? See, even they know. But this skin, this boundary is there to keep things in, to protect what's in here from coming out. But it's also a boundary to keep things out. I know probably every one of you have bathed tonight. Appreciate that. But there's still germs in this room. And if I allow what, if, if I didn't, if we didn't, if we didn't put the wound back together, stuff on the outside would cross that boundary and make me sick. It's when we allow things that should never cross the boundary. I could start going into substitutes, but I won't because I, I want to protect your toes tonight. But when we begin putting weight on relationships that it was never designed to create, we allow, a, we allow something that could make us sick to cross the boundary and it will kill you if you don't get it removed and get that wound sealed up. That's why you can't just get cut and hurt and start bleeding off on everybody. You go to the hospital. They are skilled. They're trained. And they love your money. <laughs> to take care of you. Where's your boundaries tonight in your relationships? Stop putting weight on relationships that it was never created to sustain. Because you will get a truckload of hurt. And if you're here tonight and you say, I've experienced that. But tonight, Pastor B, I get it. I'm responsible. It's not necessarily they were bad, but I allowed them. Because I'd never heard this before. I never understood that my relationships should be categorized. That I, that, 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 that I need to set some boundaries to keep things in and to keep things out. And tonight, I start tonight setting boundaries. If that's you, stand up all over this room. If you're saying, yep, tonight, I may not have always gotten it right, and I may, I may flub up in the future, but I'm setting boundaries tonight. I got to put up some, I got to keep the stuff that God has put inside of me that is valuable, I got to keep it in. I got to keep, I got to, I got to keep the, 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 the enemy out of my marriage. I got to keep the enemy out of my relationships. I got to keep the enemy out of my church. Let me tell you something. What God is getting ready to do in this place, the enemy knows, that he don't know exactly, just like we don't, we're distrusting him, but he knows this something's big and let me tell you something the enemy will try to come after this little group of people because it's not going to stay a little group of people and he understands that well you're trying to build a mega church no 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 i just want to make sure we reach more people it just so happens people like to be healthy and when you get a lot of healthy people in a room you got to build a bigger building so set boundaries for yourself your relationships your marriage your future marriage, your single said, I, I, I need, I, set boundaries now. Don't put a weight on a relationship that it was never designed to hold. You, my friend, will get heartbroken. If you're already there, say, I need a comrade. I, 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 I need a confidant. I need to be able to share somebody who's into me, allowing me to get the toxins out so, and that I can be confident that they may hear it, but they're not going to repeat it. I need somebody to help walk with me. I need somebody to help me get, get mature in my walk with Christ and become to get stronger. 
protect yourself, set boundaries for your family, and set boundaries for this church. I keep coming back to that because the enemy, and he always works from the inside out. Just like God does with us, he works from the inside out. The enemy loves to come inside. Dad talked about that on Sunday, actually. He'll come in as an angel of light. He will come in, and and that's why we have to be, we got to shake ourselves and go, I will not be the tool of the enemy. In our own relationships with each other, he would love to see a church split off of unbalanced relationships. Don't put faulty expectations on each other that will fall. Because you're going to get hurt, they're going to get mad, and the enemy wins. And I refuse. Let's pray. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.